doing oh my gosh there's 80 people in here already and there's an olive 80 people and one dog let's make sure that everybody can hear us fine just uh give us a thumbs up or let you know that you hear us and they heard the music so let's talk about olive olive is six months old now <laughs> and she's showing off her new collar which is it's got unicorns it's got unicorns it. and rainbows on it so <laughs> you say hi olive nerf, we nerf, we nerf, promised nerf. olive and uh we we deliver on our promises yes so. she is getting big uh she weighs over 15 pounds now i think she's probably close to 20 yeah she's really quite heavy now to carry <laughs> out to the outside in the morning so all right i'm gonna hand her off Thank you, child. No problem. I appreciate Mama. it. Excellent. There goes one of our children with the with the olive and shut the door. And oh my gosh! Okay, how insane is this episode to begin with? <laughs> and by this episode, I mean this live stream and the episode we're covering. Yes, because we took two weeks off. Thank you all for giving us the two weeks off. You know. Sticking with sticking us. with us, and then oh my gosh, this this I should have watched this episode four more times. You can't watch it enough. This is a bonkers episode. We're gonna try to stay to two hours today. Max. I don't know if we're gonna do <laughs> because we have so much to talk about. And uh, thank you all for coming. First of all, and uh, we are just completely blown away by all of our support and all the love we get from the maniacs. Uh, it's just, it's just fantastic. I can't think of another word for it. It's just, it makes me very, very pleased. It's so. the highlight of my week. And you know, that's competing with having a tooth pulled earlier this week. <sighs> what did we not do this week? <laughs> Somebody in the chat said, record this time, and yes. you're already recording. We're already recording. Hey. So <laughs> we remembered to put the recording on. So uh, we actually had it running beforehand. And okay, okay, just this, like Thursday alone, I was busy from 7 in the morning till 1030 <laughs> at night. It is insane. So we've got announcements up front, right? Yes. So a couple of things up very off the top, right? First of all, we have heard you guys, and you guys have talked to us about two things, two serious. We're going to cover the serious things at the top and then get to the fun because, yes. oh boy, there is fun. Yes. <laughs> so we're all aware of what's going on in the Ukraine and absolutely know that it's important to so many of you. We've had messages from people who, just are heartbreaking, mm -hmm. absolutely heartbreaking. So for the next three months at the very least, so this is March, April, May, 
oh, let's make it four, June. Yeah. All the way to the 1st of July. We're going to take the merch money, just in case you're not, I got my Benbow t-shirt on. Uh, we're going to take the merch money and give it to this program called, uh, it's called the World Central Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it's created in 2010 by this guy named uh, Chef Zo- Jose Andres. And what they do is they are the first of the front lines providing meals in response to humanitarian climate and community crisis. We build resilient food systems with locally fed solutions. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. Go to their website. They tell you exactly where the money's spent. Yep. They show you how the money's being spent. They put their annual reports and their audits on their website. We'll put the front. link in the show description. The, the link will be in the show description. It's wck.org. All the money that we make on merchandise for the next four months, we'll match it and send it off to them. Yeah. To help people in the Ukraine. um, They've got food trucks on the border in Poland. So when people um, are escaping from from Ukraine and crossing that border, they get a hot meal for free. And that's absolutely, absolutely I support that. Yep. So. (laughs) And I'm not going to tear up about it because, gosh, it's so touching that they're doing that. So get your Badger's Drift t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Then the second thing. Uh, we're just going to mention briefly because we're going to actually talk about it more next week. We had somebody reach out to us and talk about the the situation of trans kids and trans athletes right now in the United States. And we're going to talk about that next week. We have a trans child. It's a it's an issue that is important to us, but we want to move. We really want to give it what the importance that it has to us. So we're going to move that to next week to talk about that. Just for a few minutes. Just for a few minutes. And this is a crazy enough episode anyway. We we <laughs> we need to minimize time at the top. Oh my gosh, yes. I, I, we found Well, okay. We'll get to that. Don't don't say how many we <laughs> no, found. No. Okay. So, next, we're live, which is crazy, and we want to talk about the last contest we had. Yes. Right. We had a contest the the uh, Bernie the Badger, Bernie the Badger contest, and we got entries from all over the world. It was, it was incredible. crazy. <laughs> um, and the three winners we picked: Kathy from Florida, who's actually in Abu Dhabi; mm-hmm. um, Sarah, who's in Texas; and Anna, who's in Bruges, Brussels. Yes. So international winners all over the place. Yes. So they have received a gift certificate um, for the shop, so they can buy their own. Badger t-shirt or, you know, whatever they want. Thank you all so much it was for really all fun. the pictures. They made us feel so happy and loved, and it was all great. Then, on top of it all, we just got the new Midsummer novel, as Sarah will show here up on the screen. Excellent. <laughs> it's so- a, it, if, I don't know if you guys remember from when you were kids, but there were these choose-your-own-adventure books, right? So you're like, you're in a deep dungeon, and... You have to choose, you know, are you going to fight the dragon or are you going to run away? And based on what choice you made, you had to flip to a different page to see what would happen. So this um, official Midsummer Murders interactive novel, Could You Survive Midsummer, um, just came out in America. I think it's been out elsewhere for a little bit longer. Yeah, I think so. Um, By Simon Brew, who we've dropped a note to. We're trying to get him on the show. I'm sure he's really busy. He's super busy right now. Um, So what we decided to do was uh, read it together. So. 
uh, each night at the end of the night, we would read um, a passage or so and take turns making choices, right? Yes. We, I choose poorly. We <laughs> died in the first 30 minutes. The, oh, it was less than that. The fourth, was, the fourth choice we made was, resulted in our death. Yeah, it it's, kills you it's right serious. away. <laughs> it's hardcore. <laughs> it doesn't include um, characters from the show, um, but it, it, it has the essence of Midsummer down. So um, it's fun. I recommend it. It's yeah. not very expensive, so if you're looking for something to read. It's, it's, it's nice to have an official Midsummer book. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it is fun. Well, official Midsummer book. They're based on books. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, the grand books. Those are the first official Midsummer books. Yeah, okay. Anyhow, oh. anything else? Uh, off the top, let's see. Pretty Lordy, I got too many windows open. Uh. Off the top, no, I don't think there's anything else other than this is Midsummer Maniacs, a comedy recap podcast dedicated to the ITV series Midsummer Murders. Each week we dig into an episode of the show, including the murders, the mayhem, the loonies, and everything else we love. I'm Mark Bell. I'm Sarah Smith-Robbins, and if your kids can handle Midsummer, they can handle the podcast. And Kimberly also got killed by the yucca plant. Oh. That's they, what happened to us, too. It's dangerous, man. <laughs> that yucca plant is... <laughs> If you start that book and you see the yucca plant, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're done. Back up. Uh, so this week we're talking about season 20, episode two, Death of the Small Coppers, which is the 20th anniversary episode of Midsummer. Yep. Um, and as we've mentioned before, and as you probably all know, um, because it's the 20th anniversary episode, it's kind of a special episode. And so they put some Easter eggs in it. Some. <laughs> Easter eggs being um, little hidden references, and they're all hidden references to prior episodes. Now, nobody can find these babies like a maniac. No. Because we, we watch these shows like maniacs, right? <laughs> I think, I think literally they told each of the production departments to put them in. Yeah. But whatever, whatever you want, because there are more than twenty folks. I there gotta are. tell you, we we found twenty seven at least, depending on how you count them. Um, all the I press at the time said twenty. Yeah, I think we have the definitive list, and one of the <laughs> ones that the press said, I'm like, no, no, I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> their. There's two of them that are kind of if that. It's more and of a coincidence and something purposeful really that have like to be on purpose. References. Yeah. So as we talk about the episode today, um, when we get to one of these that, that we have identified, we've got photos and stuff that we'll show you. Um, but if we happen to miss one that you found, pipe yes, up. Let us do. know. Um, you'll know that we're talking about an Easter egg because you'll hear this sound. Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> So when you hear that sound, we will be showing an Easter egg on the screen. Uh, yes. This originally broadcast on the 17th of March, 2019, which is three years ago. In the before time, but not much in the before time. <laughs> April, May, 2017 is when it was recorded. Six million views uh, directed by Paul Harrison and written by Chris Murray. This takes place in Little Crosby, but oh boy, there's a million, 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 million things. 
And even if it didn't have all the little references in it, it would still be a good kind of quintessential midsummer. It's nuts. There's crazy people. There's the killings. We could do a Midsummer Maniacs episode on the killings alone in this Just episode. Just the methods. And there's only two, two. of them. <laughs> yes. It is insane. Yes. Yes. So we begin with a butterfly hunter. Yes. Mahesh. And, okay, so this episode, let's just get this off the top, right off the top. It is the mixture of butterfly hunting, Mm -hmm. IQ test, Mm -hmm. and uh, school all together. Yeah. With these Easter eggs on top. Yeah. Yeah. And so... It leads Never to mind some, the whole the whole plot about Birgit. Oh yeah, dad, the whole right? Birgit that too. plot. Never even mind that. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot going on. Yes. So you begin with another. They're really into juxtaposition. This series. Yeah. So you see him mounting the butterfly on a like a display case mm-hmm. as the killer is putting what can only be called his finishing touches on his masterpiece. Okay, so... The, who Remember, is, this is a spoiler podcast. Yeah. We're going to talk about who did it. Okay. Right? So Leo, the kid who is the killer, and I think, I don't know if he's 18. I tell you he's one thing. He's not the first killer kid in Midsummer. Looney McTooney is what he is, but he's super smart. So in the time that Mahesh is out collecting butterflies, yes. Leo rearranges the entire summer house. Yes. Paints a huge butterfly on a wall. Yes. He must be like painting and drying the paint at the same he's, time. He's amazing. He, the painting just... It's dry right away. He's stolen an, an auger yes. from Jenny's farm, brought it there, pre-drilled a hole in the brick wall. Silently. All Silently, of this. Just right. without any noise at all. <laughs> and this, so because my- <laughs> Think laterally has posted butterflies and Yes, pins. and pins. Nice. <laughs> So because Mahesh is the principal of the school, he lives on the grounds in the deanery, they call it, the house that's on the grounds. So he's mere feet away from the main building of the school where Grady is preparing to give this circulus membership IQ yes. test, right? <laughs> so you'd think that he would hear the, you know, augering in the wall. It wouldn't be easy to do. Oh my gosh, no. By the way, we haven't even actually got to the episode. I know. And and he also has to install these big, like, meat hooks, right? Yeah. Because he has to suspend Mahesh. Where does he get all of this stuff? He steals all of it oh, yeah. from Ginny, yep. right? All from the farm. Yep. So he just goes shopping in Ginny's barn, and he must be super stealthy because though Ginny is blind, she has the hearing of a bat and will shoot at anything that moves. <laughs> but blind selectively. Yes. So. How can you be blind uh, at the front, but not at the oh, side. Um, we're going to talk How about does that. She... <laughs> that is absolutely possible. It's not uncommon. You oh, just don't know about okay. it. Okay. Okay. So he he has to paint the butterfly, auger the hole, put the hooks up. Then he has to grab Mahesh, put the ethyl acetate over his mouth, right, to gas him. Um, then pick this grown man up enough to 
hang him from the hooks. Like he's got like ropes around his wrist. Something, right? yeah. Um, then pick up this big auger that's meant to be used down. Yeah. Right. It drills holes in the ground. It has to hold it up like this, which would be heavy. And like, just. And there would be blood and guts everywhere. <laughs> okay. But even before that, all right, you know me, I, I Google things that I shouldn't. Yep. Right. So then the auger spins, it's a screw. Yeah. Right. And so if you put that into fabric, the first thing it's going to do before it gets to Mahesh is it's going to twist his <laughs> clothes up. Right. <laughs> So it would probably rip his clothes off. <laughs> and eventually, it's one of those things where you have to be strong enough to, to hold it to counteract the twisting. Because otherwise, Leo's going to be spinning around instead of it going into yeah. Mahesh, right? Once he gets through him, like, he almost needed a pilot hole. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like... Hold still. <laughs> yeah. Let yeah. me draw. Uh, let, let me, me do a pilot hole. I'm just going to get a drill with a big okay. bit and. Okay, that gets me a start, and then okay. I'm going to put this in, um, and and gets it through. Then detaches the auger bit from the handle motor part of it and takes I, it away. I just want. I just want to say one thing that that uh, Rachel K brought up that he manages to get away from his father to do all this too. Right. <laughs> Carlton is all over him prepping for the exam. So I don't know. I, if, if I, I think I'm a pretty good painter. I think I'm a pretty good artist. And if I was going to do that butterfly, I would need like a projector and an image to project it up on the wall. And then I would trace it. And then I would get the paint out. He has no, somebody else pointed out, he has no paint on his hands or on his clothes. Yeah. So he's super stealthy, super neat, super artistic, super strong. Well, he cleans up afterwards. He's a good boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For a maniac. Wow. wow. Like what a crime scene. I think it would take at least three people to at, do it. At least. But so, Leo is special. His wife is on her way home and she passes a sign. A, uh, Anika? Yes. Yes. She passes this uh, sign that's up on the screen right now, which is the Newton... Magma, Little Worthy, Little Crosby, Pendlefoot Bailey sign. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's really cool. It's actually two references. Most places say it's only one reference, but it's two references. The first one is Newton Magma. What episode is that from, Sarah? You have it on your notes in the back page. I do? Yep. Oh, I do. If somebody has augmented my notes. Yeah. So I'm a paper person. Mark has his all. Let's see. Newton Magna. Uh, Magna. It's who killed Cock Robin. Yes. And Little Crosby, Little Worthy mm -hmm. is where we're at. But Little Crosby is also in two other episodes. Well, Little Worthy is in Small Mercies. Oh, and yeah. Little the Worthy. Wolf Hunter of Little Worthy. Yeah. So it's yeah. a it's an Easter egg for an episode that hasn't happened yet. We've never heard of Pandlefoot Bailey, right? I don't even know what that means. I tried to search everywhere to find it, and it was like, what? Oh, Oxfordshire last says the the best pilot hole would be a belly button. I agree. That I, would be a start. I do. I do Especially think that that would probably if be. If he had a good size belly button. <laughs> so we've got the street sign. 
Uh, the town sign, that's our, uh, that's our first egg there. And that covers one and two, according if to you our ca- notes. If you, if you yeah. count it as two, you can yeah. count it as one, yeah. right? And we ha- we're, inv- we're introduced to this thing called circulus, which is Latin for circular uh, or circle, which is okay. It's mensa, I guess. I'm going to be kind here and make this rant short. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this is not an IQ test. Oh, gosh, no. Okay. I, I had a friend in college who studied IQ tests with a professor and so I did a lot of IQ tests really as a favor for this person. Yeah. So I know what an IQ test is. And general knowledge and gen- trivia is not an IQ test. General knowledge and trivia is not no. an IQ test. Math is not an IQ test. No. Lateral thinking is not an IQ test. And the question at the end, the cheaty question, <laughs> is like from high school. Come on, it's, it's man. It's to teach you how to read the directions yeah. is all it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, a well-designed IQ test and IQ as a concept is kind of not really acceptable anymore anyway. Um, but a well-designed one is supposed to control for, um, levels of education or cultural, um, uh, exposure. So things like trivia and, and math are not supposed to be lateral thinking. I have seen on some, um, uh, nonlinear thinking, that kind of stuff, but. Uh, and it's supposed to be like critical thinking, problem solving, uh, with as little cultural references as possible. So this this test is just bad. It's it's a a, a snob test, is what it is. So before we go on, I just did want to say one thing. Sarah is watching the chat, and if you have a question for us directly, just at Midsummer Maniacs, and then we'll it pops up specially for us yeah, so that we, we can see it. Yeah, if you've got a question that you want us to answer. Somebody said they liked my long rants. A highfalutin. I'm just getting started. <laughs> a highfalutin Jeopardy test is right, Rachel. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's definitely that. So she, we see her driving, and we see a notice board because the- You're talking about Annika. Annika's driving, yes. and we see, we see the young- uh, Penny, Penny, putting notices up on the notice board. This <laughs> notice board has all the hits, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you, it's got guys and dolls. It's got Priscilla's workout. It's got the lost dog. It has every sign that we've seen. Is it just episode. the same bulletin board? I gotta think that it. There, <laughs> there's at least some sort of situation like that. There's no Easter. I didn't even count those as Easter eggs because those are like maniac yeah, Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, but the but they definitely are like the the big hits there, right? And she goes to the house. Did you notice what the name of the house was? Other than I can't believe the wisteria they have on the front of this house. Don't even bring it up. Oh, oh. It's the deanery. It's the deanery. Because it's on the campus of the yep. school. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that, that house is actually called the deanery. And on their website, I went to their website for like two seconds because on their website, it said, view our famous wisteria. I was like, you could take your wisteria and just off. Oh, hate you. Hate you. Hate you. Hate you. <laughs> wow. Okay. So we get to the scene of the crime and we... Oh, not only does the deanery have the wisteria yes. that we will not talk about anymore. Yes. But it smells minty. Yes. 
to get rid of bugs? <laughs> I didn't know. Maybe somebody knows. But I, I didn't know that mint repelled insects. So we've you, had mint in the garden. Yeah. And, and we got lots of bugs. Insects seem yeah. to love it. Yeah. So, so um, they find uh, the victim. Oh, Braveheart says that they're amazed that you could read that bulletin board. You've never seen Mark watch a midsummer <laughs> because he will turn his head and take screenshots and blow them up and zoom in on yeah. them. And yeah. Yeah. So I have uh, the, the victim up on the screen now mm-hmm. um, so that we see. It's, <laughs> it's just the murder scene in all of its glory. Just horrendous. You got to give him credit for corpse acting. I looked really, yeah. really close at this to see yeah. if it was a dummy. It's not no, a dummy. It is him, and he does a good job. But I have to tell you, this is not the most horrific thing in this room. Oh, there's something that really bothered you. Other than his bad shorts and his oh, knee socks? His, his shorts and his knee socks are horrendous. <laughs> but but this, this is in the, in the room right here. It's on the screen. Yes, I right do now. have a vendetta against Wisteria because mine wouldn't bloom after ten years of tender, loving uh, care. Ten years we treated that tree. <laughs> Look at this on the screen right now. I cannot believe <laughs> the things that offend you are funny. There's a body, and you're like, "Look at that file cabinet. That is unacceptable." It just okay. So he didn't have this. Because he's meticulous. We saw him being meticulous. So not only did Leo do all the things we said before, he reached over to this cabinet and And moved that label. He's a meticulous kid, as Rachel has pointed out. Uh, And not only did he do that, but he also, you know, he rearranged the stuff on the walls, too. Yeah, he did. There's one missing as well. Did yeah, you notice that? I There's did. a tag missing. So are you more irritated by that? It's the the uneven tag. <laughs> oh, I got to turn it off. I have to turn it off, folks. It's just horrific. Oh, no, the drawer. Oh. <laughs> so we, we have just like, like, this is what I'm talking about. This episode. When we've only done one of the Easter eggs, two of the Easter eggs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fleur's dialogue here is just fantastic. She shows up and she's like, yep, it popped his clogs. Yep. Do you know where that comes from? No. Oh, well, nobody else knows either. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's quite the debate about where popped his clogs comes from. Either, so you have to know that Clogs are workmen's shoes, yes. right? So men who worked in factories wore clogs in addition to, you know, them being like a Scandinavian thing and blah, 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 blah. Clogs are everywhere. Anyway, either it is your clogs have been pawned okay. because you don't need them anymore yeah, because you're dead. Because you're dead. Or because clogs have an open back, if you fall backwards dead, your clogs don't come with you. Oh. So you... Pop your clocks. She says, oh, what does she say? She says something like, who would want to hang around with dead people? I know. Who would want to be surrounded by death all the time? We do. Says the coroner. <laughs> she also says he died pre-porridge. Yes. Which I had to think about for a second. Like, 
what do you mean by that? I guess before, before breakfast, breakfast, I guess. Yep. Which is handy since the agrabit went right through his tummy. And if it had been full of porridge, blech, what a mess. By the way, Penny's sign says the following. <laughs> nothing short. What is happening to the small copper is nothing short of a massacre. Uh, the UK Fish and Wildlife Service summed it up in one grim statistic since around 1990, about 970 million have vanished. What? That's a lot of butterflies. That's a lot of butterflies. Please call your representative to support the Endangered Species Act and to support the national protection of the small copper butterflies. It is clever to make it a missing poster. But I want to talk about the other poster that's there. So did you try to figure out what the circulus image was? It's a hand with a light bulb, isn't it? Yeah, but do you know what's lighting the light bulb? A brain on fire. Oh, I missed that part. <laughs> Where's the brain on fire? It's inside the light bulb? It's inside the light bulb. <laughs> it's the strangest logo. It's like they Googled stock photo smart and saw a brain, fire, light bulb. Put yes. them all together. Put them all together. Brain on fire inside a light bulb. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and so... We then have a scene where it's not talked about because it's a big reveal, but we have a fish box with a broken heart in it. Mm. And so it's all mysterious. The watcher is mysterious. Mm-hmm. Diane is worried that I need a VPN for my searches. Oh. <laughs> and Rachel's right. I don't know what happened in season 20, but in season 20, they, they told Neil Dudgeon, we need you to make more faces. Yes, he's facey McFace man. Because he's always like, mm, oh, mm, we need wow. you to emote. M- emote more. And he does. And um, we get to meet we're, Eddie. We're five minutes into this. I know. We, need to, we get to meet <laughs> Eddie um, Robotham. But let's talk about the exam. Yes. Okay. So the exam is. Invigilated. <laughs> Did you know it was invigilated? By it, the way, it's invigilated. By an invigilator. Uh, by an invigilator. Do you know that means for vigilance, like you have to yeah, watch it because they're invigilating? It sounds like a Somebody has a word of the day calendar. Or something. No. It's, it's a the nerd. invigilator. Maybe I should make a comic about the invigilator. <laughs> I'm going to start telling the people at work who proctor exams. I'm going to call them invigilators. You are the invigilator. <laughs> So at the exam, people have their little lucky charms. Yeah. Brigitte brings her fish box. Okay. We don't know what's Brigitte. Yet. Right. But, but, okay. Spoiler podcast. Yes. Right. Okay. okay. Brigitte okay. has her fish box. Somebody else has a blue haired troll doll on their desk. Yeah. And I did a search to see if we had seen another troll in another episode and we hadn't. Yeah. I haven't seen any other. Oh, yes. It's Latin invigilator. Um, But there are a couple of things to pay attention to in this scene. Including one man in inappropriate clothing. Yes. My, my, the first thing I had in my notes is I'm just going to ride my bike over and. Take the exam wearing my padded bike shorts because. He's in the DGM bike colors and bike shorts. Yes, from breaking the, the chain. Breaking the chain episode. This is another Easter egg. You got a picture of him? Yes, it's up on the screen awesome. right now. So, 
Um, yeah, he walks in and I was like, oh, Easter egg. Bing. Eddie's there. Okay, let's just talk about Mark Brenton. Is it Brenton or Burton? The Who plays Eddie? I see the wrong picture. Oh, there it is. Yes. Yes. Benton. Benton. So first of all, Mark Benton was like active on Twitter with us this week, hey. which is so nice. He's such a nice guy. He's in Shakespeare and Hathaway. He's in most Shakespeare lately. and Hathaway. He's in so much. Yeah. He he did. I asked if he wanted to be on the podcast. He he has not responded yet, but I would gladly have him on the podcast anytime. He plays such a lovely person and character, and he does such a great job in this episode. I just wanted to make sure that we cut. There, we have so much to do. There is amazing acting in this episode. Yes. On top of it. And that doesn't even mean flabba, uh, flambeau, yeah. which we'll get to. <laughs> so yeah, the the guy the guy bikes over from the bike race. Apparently, he came straight from the bike race and uh, and <laughs> to, to take the exam. Now he's on the doing the exam. So that's that's our third official uh, um, Easter egg. Easter egg. Ding but, ding. <laughs> but the invigilator, Grady, <sighs> who is I think Grady may be one of my like. I may hate him, but like this might be one of my favorite Midsummer episodes, even without all the Easter eggs. Grady is horrible to punch him all the time. So he does a thing, which is he creates the crossword for the the newspaper that he owns, mm-hmm. and we see him creating the newspaper, and really, it is just. Easter egg after Easter egg. Yeah, right? they used the crosswords for Easter eggs in this episode quite a bit. So at first we have across uh, the middle of the page here, we have Badger's Drift, right? Yeah. Then the first down clue is Parva, which it relates to what episode? Um, I can't remember. I mean, okay. there, there's Parva. There's, there's a Midsummer Parva in yes. one of the episodes. And then finally, the, the, the clue that is along the right-hand side of the down is Guillaume for Sword of Guillaume. I have to get to my list of, of crossword-related um, <laughs> stuff here because those aren't the only things. Yes, this is the crossword he's working on. The one that's in today's paper has another... Uh, clue across the top. Yeah. So the clue for Parva, now you have to know, this is a cryptic crossword, yes. right? And cryptic crosswords, and, and I can't complete them, <laughs> but my understanding is that there's rules about how the clues are constructed. Yes. And one part of the clue is what it is, and the other part is more about like um, how it's spelled, right? So they, they give you kind of a hint. Um, so the clue for Parva is Roman numeral is five between soldier, a midsummer hamlet. Yes. So, so do you know what the five between soldier means? It's, uh, so V is the five. Right. And the, the words around V are P A R A A. Para, uh-huh. like paramilitary. Like paratrooper. Yeah, like paratrooper. Right, yep. so that's short for soldier. You put the V in, Yeah. right? Um, the one I don't understand is the clue is gazpacho motive, and the answer is revenge. 
I don't know. I, I couldn't figure that one out either. Mm-mm. But it's definitely a clue. Yeah. And then he's writing infidelity along the bottom. <laughs> and there's Orcus Fatalis is in one. And yeah, I'm sure we'll, there's a couple of crosswords. Um, I get him confused because Grady, like you said, is designing one of them. Um, but then Luke is completing one yes. later, and it's not the same one. Not only do I want to punch Grady repeatedly, but his poor wife. <laughs> so, just so Celeste is it, there. It's it's that close to a Easter egg. This trope of mm-hmm. the wife who has a husband die. And she's happy about it. Or the the woman in Midsummer who is kind of beaten down um, by a guy who is a jerk in her life. And then he gets murdered and she's like, I'm free. Yeah. Right. <laughs> At their house. Did you notice? Like, okay, that's Grady's house. Mm-hmm. He has like party stuff around his pool. Do you think he's a pool party guy? No, but they're going to have the circulus. Party there later. Will the woman with the short blonde hair show up in inappropriate clothing? Because she's all over that party she's later everywhere on. else. Yeah. Um, yeah, we watch it like maniacs, baby. So the Circulus Sucks posters are awesome. Yes. <laughs> like, say what you mean. Yes. You know. And she, Celeste is sent to find Luke. Yes. Luke, who was an English teacher at the school, but has been fired. And now makes his living sitting around. And he's sitting around. <laughs> I don't know what he does for a living now. The Green, the green Man, Man pub. pub. Yes. Which is another. What are we up to now? Uh, I, I don't know. Seven. Yeah. I have them numbered for Sarah. So this is seven. The Green Man Pub, of course, references the Green Man episode. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, with uh, Superman and. Uh, the guy from, uh, I've lost all memory lately. Oh, wait a minute. What? Gaspacho was a murder weapon. You're absolutely right. Oh, that's right. Beth, Stasia, yes. Danielle, everybody. Yep. Yep. Yes. We missed that one. Yeah, we did. We did. That's another one. Oh, that's 28. That's, oh my gosh. <laughs> Unless you count all the crosswords as one. No, I'm sorry. No, no, that's no. 28. Like I didn't even, I couldn't yeah. even figure that one yeah, out. Yeah, that's another one. Brilliant. So, so we have the green man mm-hmm. and inside is Luke, who is, of course. It's John Light, uh, who we know better from Father Brown. Yes, who plays Flambeau, Flambeau on Father Brown. The gentleman thief. And oh, I I love him on Father Brown. Mm-hmm. Even though the Flambeau in the original Father Browns is awesome too. Yeah. But he's a completely different Completely guy. different character. But but I definitely like that Flambeau. But the pub is another place that oh, is jam-packed okay. full. Okay, so the pub has another notice board. <laughs> has the parish news. And they're trying to sell something. What is the drink of the day at the pub? Midsummer Vinay. Midsummer Vinay. Which, of course, references Vintage Murder episode. But then Sarah was like, did you see the robot? (laughs) 
<laughs> and you were like, no. I was like, because you were looking at the wine that the robot's holding and not yes, the robot. Yes. So the, the robot is holding the wine. And uh, let me give you a little close-up of the robot here. So there's a close-up of the robot on the screen right now. Um, and that so Sarah's like, what is that robot? What kind of robot is that? And I And why pulled. is it holding wine? <laughs> so that robot was released in the 1980s. It is a let me bring up the reference here to this robot. It is a Tommy Omnibot TR5000 personal robot. Why is it there? I, I do not know, but I do know that we also have a picture of what the box looked like so that we know what it looked like when it first arrived Uh at your house. So somebody also has a remote control for this. This is a remote controlled robot. Yeah. Which makes it really not kind of a robot. Yeah. It makes not, it a remote control. not really. A butler, basically. And this is what I'm saying. This episode has this and all these. <laughs> like, on a normal episode, I would have talked about the Omnibot 5000 all day, man. But. And I, again, I searched Caution, my notes. Caution, electric toy. That's what it says <laughs> in big letters on the front of it. I searched my notes. I couldn't find any reference to it. I, th I thought maybe in one of the computer episodes, somebody might have talked about the Omnibot. I couldn't Something, find it in my notes. No, we looked, we looked everywhere. So we do all of our notes uh, through Google uh, docs. So that may, they're searchable. Yeah. And I found a, a bunch of stuff, luckily, because of that. So. Meet the future. Your own personal robot, the amazing Omnibot, has a programmable memory, walks, talks, can carry objects, and includes a built-in tape deck, alarm clock, and rechargeable power cell. So Flambeau is doing a crossword puzzle. Mm -hmm. And in that crossword puzzle, across the top of it, is Orcus Fatalis. Orcus Fatalis, which is our next Easter egg. <coughs> which is kind of a giveaway because that's the name of the episode, too. Yeah. Um, but the 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 clue is weird again. It says fast choir ails this poisonous flower. Well, fast choir ails is an oh, anagram it's, it's of anagram. Orcus Fatalis. Uh, that's right. Yeah. It's an anagram. And poisonous flower is what it is, right? Yes. I love uh, Caesar's at Garlic is another cute yes. clue. <laughs> I went through every one of these clues and every one of the the other answers that we can see to uh, to try to find out if there were other Easter eggs. But I got to tell you, I love Flambeau. I love the actor. I love Luke, the character. But man, he's doing his crossword puzzles in in pencil. Man, he's lowbrow. Or he doesn't care. The serious people do it in pen. Man. I think he doesn't. I don't care. do it. I don't do crossword puzzles. I can never figure those things out. So I noticed something about this crossword puzzle in particular that I've never seen before, in what? that it has two sets of clues: one that's a cryptic clue, and one that's simple clues. Oh, I didn't know that they did that either. Um, well, quick clues they call them, okay. and I didn't. I didn't know that they did that. It would take a special skill at crossword construction to make two sets of clues that fit in the same grid. Yes, as Gerder, it is like our 2D2's granddad. Yes. <laughs> beep, 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 Barnaby, you are our only hope. 
<laughs> Did you notice all the nerdy stuff on the mantle at the Green Man? Oh yeah, there's like um like a Rubik's cube, a phrenology, and phrenology head. head and there's like four abacus in there. Ab- ab- abacai. What's plural of abacus? <sighs> there's a couple, and then there's like a Chinese checkers game, which I I feel bad even saying Chinese checkers. It's weird. Yeah, and. Next, we're off to talk to Penny. Did you notice? Oh, Penny! Did you? Know, I looked. There's Winter a book on. Like, oh, there's Penny. a book on Penny's desk that just is called "Bugs," all in capital letters. <laughs> I try. I looked at about three hundred books called. It's like Bugs, your Red Robin Hood. And I Red Robin Hood. I could not uh, find. Her. I. That I book. She's a teacher, so yeah. I'm not surprised that she has a Bugs book. Yes. Right. Um, the, uh, before we move on to Penny, one of the supposed Easter eggs in this episode that you're not crazy about yes, is that, um, Luke's caravan is in Troy Vale. Yes. That's the name of the field where his caravan is. And you reject that. So what number is that? Um, you don't have it on your list. Yeah, I do. It's near the end. 24. 24. Okay. Um, but you reject that one as being a reach. Uh, but I have a, a, a good picture for it. So I'll put it up on the screen right now. So, yes, this is kind of like, uh, wah, wah. I'll give it a ding. But the fact that he lives in Troy Vale is not, not what I'm really pleased about. Uh, the, I, uh, the picture I chose is the one with Troy with his tongue sticking out as he's playing cricket. Because I don't think Troy would accept this one either. I love that Rachel says that maybe Grady wrote the, the quick clues for his wife because she's not very <laughs> smart. And wow. that he's he's only credited by by one name, like Cher. I think one of the reasons we hate... He owns the paper. He can put whatever yeah, he wants to I think in there, right? one of the reasons why we hate Grady is... So we're academics. We've dealt with academics all of our lives, and we've met people very much like or intellectual this man. snobs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So Beth brings up the two prong pitchfork leaning against the caravan, which is another item. That's uh, another one. I'm not sure about. I mean, yeah, I guess it is a reference to Orlando Bloom getting impaled. Which what? Which number is that? And I'll put it up. It's near the end on my list. Why don't you have this list open? Because you have too many other things things open. open. This is exciting. 23. 23. Okay. I I have to say it probably is an Easter egg because it's not like Luke needs a pitchfork. No. You know, he's got like piles of books, liquor bottles, and a pitchfork. Yeah, he doesn't really need that pitchfork for his butterflies being hidden in his caravan. That whole thing is just stuck in, baby. <laughs> so, yes, there is the pitchfork that poor Orlando Bloom could not roll correctly and do a dexterity check. Nope. More on dexterity checks later because the greatest dexterity check of all time <laughs> comes at the end of this episode. So that's another one that we, you know, we'll give it to 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 people, but... We found more direct references than things that like. are a bit more overt. Yeah. But I'll, I'll give you the, the pitchfork because I don't know why else it would be there. Yeah. I don't know. 
And it's in the foreground. Yeah, it is in the foreground. So I'll give it to give it to them. So like I said, I think they just told the production people to put in as many just as you want. Put it all in. And put yeah. it all in. So you were talking about Penny. Yes. And so they at first I was like, is school in session? No, no it's I, in the summer. Yeah. Because in this scene and the next scene, she's not really dressed like a teacher. No. And there's a little bit too but, much midriff for a teacher. But, but being in her classroom at in the summer, in the she, summer wear she, wants. she can wear whatever she yeah, wants. It doesn't matter. Even though she has like a whole kind of atri- no teacher I knew, biology teacher, ever had as much room as she has. Well, that's the benefit of teaching at a private school. I guess. In a converted mansion, I so, said. So, okay, that leads us back to the circulus thing. What benefit do you get from passing this test? You get to be in the club. But what does that mean? Like, are there special club privileges? You got to pay dues. And it's like, we, it's like Mensa, you know? I mean. But the poster says become a genius. I'm like. Aren't you only supposed to take geniuses anyway? Well, you get to be officially identified as a genius, I guess. I mean, there might be events, I suppose. I guess. Networking opportunities with other smart people. James Cargrill says, is the name Grady considered an easy an Easter egg? I don't know what you're referring to, so so elaborate. For I know it. we were joking that he was like Cher, just the first name like Rachel mentioned, but. Uh, if it's a reference, I didn't get it. So let us know if you think yeah. that it is. Um, she she has like a net over that little um, corner, <clears throat> excuse me, corner of her classroom. Yeah. Where she's got butterflies in there, uh, which explains why she's there so much during the summer, because she's got to water those she's plants and feed, feed the butterflies. And stuff like that. Then we get to go meet Jenny. Yes. Ginny, because it's Virginia Ginny. Yes. I have to tell you that it is absolutely possible to lose your central vision, but not your peripheral, through age-related macular degeneration. Okay. It's reverse tunnel vision is what they call it. Boy, did we have some fun at her expense. (laughs) Oh, she should not have guns. No, if you can't drive, which you certainly can't drive with this disease. Like this? <laughs> like, no, you can't. There's no way. So she Sarah, should not be shooting at people. Sarah has she a makes thing me so nervous. <laughs> about people looking at you while you're driving and talking to you. Oh. She drives her nuts when we watch it in shows. Of course, those people in shows are not driving the Right, cars. but I'm always like, look at the road, look at the road, look at the road. <laughs> Jenny would have to drive with her head turned <laughs> so that she could see. Where she's going and shoot at people. <laughs> it's just horrendous. Not only does she wave a gun around, she actually shoots the gun at she people. She shoots the gun at people. Oh. Just insane. She is one of the founding members of Circulus, but has left Circulus because she's dis disenchanted with the whole thing right? okay so she's grumpy showing a picture and throughout my entire notes there is where is the fourth man <laughs> because <laughs> he's the, dead the picture shows luke yes and the butterfly guy and grady 
And then this other guy. Yeah. He gets named once in the episode. No. Yeah. He's the friend of Birgit's dad. Yeah. Who died. Yeah. That's right. That's who it is. Anders. Anders. That's Anders. <laughs> and one of the things that confused me, and I'm going out of order here a little We're bit. We're right? all over the place. <laughs> one of the things that confused me is that when they reveal that... um Part of the history of Circulus was that it was kind of a way to exchange like industrial secrets or espionage, yes. right? People would take the exam as a cover for giving away this information, yeah, right? Definitely. Which means it's a weird, a weird method of sharing secrets because you can only do it when you're taking the exam. Yes. Which once you're a member, you wouldn't do anymore, right? You only have to do it once. And I also thought, okay, if it's espionage, that makes me think of like wartime. I guess. Which means Luke is way too young yeah. to be involved, right? But then I also thought, well, if you'd have to use the exam as a cover to continually share information, then you couldn't pass, right? Yeah. So Eddie is the most likely person Maybe to be doing Eddie espionage doing now. Espionage. He pretends to fail so he can share more industrial espionage. I don't know. Did you? Play, I don't understand that. Did you play along with them uh, when she says who is the 1907 Nobel Prize for Lit? I, I before I stopped it and I made a guess before. Oh, when Birgit asks, yeah, it's Rudyard Kipling. It's right? Rudyard Kipling. She gets it right. Yeah, um, but I thought maybe Jane Joyce. <laughs> I don't know. That that's what I thought. Yeah, so I thought I thought I'd play along with that. Speaking of playing along. All through this is a game of one-upmanship between Winter and Barnaby mm -hmm. that, that also keeps count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the code on um, Mahesh's door being yeah. the year. Yeah. Okay. He needed better passwords. Yeah. <laughs> he certainly did. Because the kids in that school are totally going to get those answers. Yeah. Anna forgot about Anders completely. Um, Irmi Rose, I think you're right. I mean, it, it's Cold War, right? So it doesn't have to be related to the war, but I mean, really, I mean, Luke still is not old enough to have, he must have been very young when he was a founding member, I would think. And I'm going to say that for our 10th Easter egg, that Birgit is an Easter egg? Birgit herself is an Easter I'll egg. I'll give you that. Yeah. Because she's a former character from a former episode. Yeah. But not the only effort, not the only. Throwback? Throwback to that episode here. Oh. So. Interesting. There are more throwbacks to the Murders in Copenhagen episode. Interesting. Um, she's staying at Eddie's B&B. &B. Yes. Eddie has a lot of jobs. Maybe he should just do the lot of jobs he has. And stop worrying about being in the club. Yeah. I I love how she plays off nosing around in his office. Yeah. She just doesn't. Like yeah, she just he catches her doing it and she's like, Oh, can I have some tea? Yeah. Like, never mind what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and Eddie He just lets it go. Eddie's like, Oh, okay. He's so nice. He's so nice that my jaded brain is the first time I saw it was like, Oh, he's a baddie. You know he's a baddie because he seems really nice. And really jovial. 
and not super sharp. So yeah. he's probably an evil genius. No, he's just actually kind of a good guy. He's got a nice kitchen. Yes, he does. He has a kitchen for a B and B. Yeah, he, he does. feed six or eight people I, breakfast. I went on a B and B tour in England in '93, and mm. I would have gladly stayed there. Yep, I would have too. It's very nice. So we're off to the Crosby Courier, mm-hmm. which, okay, I'm a nerd. I got to tell you, because it's not in Courier font. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a little on the nose, wouldn't it? Uh, I would think it would be a little on the nose, but there are a lot of things. In the Crosby Courier that we, <laughs> we that are on the nose. Think Laterally has a good point about Luke being part of Circulus when he was really young. No one suspects a four-year-old spy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to talk about a couple of Easter eggs here. First of all, there's the Hodgson, right? So That's at the pub yeah. when they go to talk to Luke, the painting with the pigs. Uh, is, that are the wrong breed. Yeah, it's from Black Book. Yep. So the Hogsden that's, painting. That's another reference. And then when they get to the courier, we see in the background a newspaper. What does the newspaper say? UFOs land in midsummer. Aliens land in midsummer. And that is a definite reference to um Electric Vendetta, and none of the papers and none of the other lists online I found saw that. And that is clearly, it's like, it has a picture from the episode on the paper. I have to say, though, this is also the scene when Annika's at her desk working. Yes. Where I found what I think is the, (laughs) it was the most hidden Easter egg in the episode. So, and I saw it nowhere else on any list anywhere. No, no. Did they catch it? Sarah found. A piece of gold here. <laughs> no. I would say that this is this is this is my favorite one that you found. And my favorite one I found was the the one on the mags. Yeah. So what we're talking about is this. It's on the screen right now. And it is Annika's email box. Yes. Okay. If you listen to the show, you know <laughs> that we're gonna look in your email box. <laughs> If it's on screen, we're going to examine it. And we see from Annika, in Annika's email box is an email that starts, Dear Mr. Oswood. And it's your bank statement. Yeah. And I'm like, why is she getting some man's bank statement in her inbox? Oswood is the name of the character in Death by Persuasion. Yes. The husband... In the um, Jane Austen weekend setup. Yep. He's Oswood. Yep. And uh, apparently Annika's getting his bank statements. I guess so. So <laughs> I would call that an Easter egg for sure. I think so. It's a name of a character Why from is another it episode. Why is it there? I also love that a little bit further down in her inbox, she's getting emails from the Midsummer Mercury about how they're the best local newspaper. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if they're just rubbing it in her face because she's the editor of a competing local newspaper or what. But, I guess. Um, yeah, I like that. The Midsummer Mercury, best local paper, third year in a row. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but she also gets an obituary for Mahesh. Yes. Which seems exceptionally cruel to email a widow Okay. They just found his body that morning. This is 
<laughs> this is why Leo is nutsy Bobo because he does this elaborate frame scheme to frame Grady and then kills him. Yeah. Yeah. And Barnaby's right when he goes, why would he kill? Why would you frame somebody and then murder them? Yeah. <laughs> Celeste, De- Detective Duda and Sergeant Thingy are here. <laughs> I love her. I want to call them that forever now. <laughs> Detective Duda and Sergeant Thingy. <laughs> oh. Did you notice Jenny's horrible roof and the fact that she had rabbits hanging from her kitchen ceiling? That's not uncommon. She's a she's a farmer. Yep. She's a woman of the land. She probably got some birds hanging in there too. Um her her whole farm is kind of ramshackle. Yeah, it is. Her kitchen's a bit frightening. Yeah. <laughs> not as scary as the barn of death, but you know, it's a bit frightening. Well, she also has uh, an Easter egg on her table. She has um, plumber's relish. Yes, she does. She has... Sauce for the goose. Sauce for the goose, plumber's relish. Right there on her table. Braveheart asks if the red telephone box behind her is an Easter egg. I think it's behind Annika. Yeah, that's probably, red telephone boxes are kind of yeah, common in the UK, though. I just the, think I, I just don't know. don't know if there's a direct reference to an episode. Could be. Yeah, Detective Duda. Detective Duda. 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 I I used to know a guy named whose whose last name was Duda. <laughs> it clearly oh. had broken him. <laughs> yeah. So she has plumber's relish on her uh, table, but then we go to Grady's house. Uh, and there's a weird transition between where the exams are going and Grady's house. Yeah. You kind of think that Grady's house is close to the school too, but it's not the one that's on the grounds. No, that's that's Mahesh and Anika's house. It's really weird. But of course we're like, wait a minute. We've seen that light somewhere before. Oh, how could you miss the hideous lamp? That, Okay. That the big, Eye of Sauron lamp. The big fabric-covered Eye of Sauron I lamp. couldn't find it in my notes until I searched for Eye of Sauron. <laughs> Ermie Rose brings up the biscuit tin. Yes. You, well, the you biscuit for, tin's later on, but it's there. Yeah, it's in her kitchen, yeah. but you don't see it you until a later scene. You don't see it until later. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so this lamp, does anybody know where this lamp is from? <laughs> Rebecca. Would someone please tell me what the circular lamp thing is in Grady's office? <laughs> yes, it's the Eye of Sauron. <laughs> That's what we call it. Because it looks like the evil thing from Lord of the Rings. And it's from the glitch. Yes. He, the rich guy has it in his office also. It could be the same room. Who knows? Yeah, it could be the very same room. But yeah, that light. Woo. I wanted to make sure that I had all the ones on that page. Yes, okay. Like, I don't... Like, okay, a light is to provide light. <laughs> that thing does not provide light. If that was on and the room was dark, I'd be afraid. <laughs> You'd be scared. It's a bit like a giant pucker. I don't know. And then, okay, so what's the thing behind the door on the other side? Uh, I don't know. Let me look. Put it up again. It's like a, like a, it might be a shredder, maybe. A shredder? Maybe. It's got a big knob on top or. Push button to shred. A dome. Where does the paper go in? 
I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's a weird thing that's there also. He's got so many lamps. There's three, just four, (laughs) just in that one picture. There's the Sauron. There's the one right next to it. There's two on the other side behind the door. And then there's the weird device behind the door that I can't figure out. Maybe it's a humidifier or speaker or something. Heather Cole got it right that it was the glitch episode. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so where are we at in the episode? So many notes. Thank you for bearing with us. So winter goes, winter is still back talking to Jenny. Yes. And, uh, she almost kills him. Yeah. That's when we see the plumber's relish. He almost dies. Yeah. Twice in this episode. Yeah. Because then Penny Almost runs him down with her motorbike. So three times in this episode, mm-hmm. he almost dies. Yeah. It's a hard episode on the sergeant. If I'm going to be stealthy at Jenny's place and live to tell the tale. Yes. I'm not going to ride my motorcycle around. Because Chick is going to go like, and shoot you. <laughs> She comes tearing out of that barn. She says yep. she's there looking for insecticides that she thinks yeah. are responsible for the death of the butterflies. But she knows exactly what's going on with the butterflies. She and Luke have been catching them, and they're living in his caravan. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. Living in a caravan has got to be tight enough without giving up an entire room to butterflies. <laughs> Where does he sleep? Does he sleep with the butterflies? That would be uncomfortable, I think. Meanwhile, Barnaby, his wife, and a lady from Amsterdam get drunk. And Brigitte can put it away. She can put it away, man. <laughs> and we find out that Luke and Anika are, are having an affair, right? They yes. do the kissy-kissy thing. And then Mags! Okay, so... Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I say that because the guy who delivers... The magazines to the newspaper store just drops them and goes, Mags, and walks off. Which is a clear indication. I'm like, okay, I need to look exactly at what's going on. What's up with those mags? They're Midsummer Life magazines, right? All tied together. And what item is that on our list? Um, That is number 15. Number 15. Okay. So we see the med, the Midsummer Life magazine, right? Which mm-hmm. is, it's great. Like it has a windmill on it, which as we noted when we covered the Midsummer Life episode, there was a windmill on it. This is a different windmill. Yes. On a different cover. Yes. So yeah, I checked. <laughs> of course you did. We're not surprised by that. But I said to Sarah, I said, did you notice what the magazine said? And Sarah said, no, it just, it's Midsummer Life. That's what it said. And I said, oh, no. There oh, are other stories no, on no, the cover. No. Which, of course, I can't read. So if. <clears throat> but you probably If you blew it crop up. that image and blow it up, you read the following. The first, the first headline is problematic. Midsummer best and only working windmills set for closure. If it's the only working one, clearly it's the best. Best windmill that is also the only working one. That's what I'm going to assume they meant. I guess. In that poorly written headline. Maybe. maybe. But it's not the best story on the cover. The second 
<laughs> headline is I I when I read these next two headlines, I double checked them because I was like, that's not what they say. And we are famous for saying they missed an opportunity to put an Easter egg in there. They did not miss this opportunity. No. The second headline is psychopaths send house prices into spiral. (laughs) (laughs) So finally, all of the murders in Midsummer County are having an impact on housing prices. It's about time. It's only been 20 years. Yes. (laughs) Jessica's right also that there's a windmill in Tale of Two Hamlets. Yes. So this I need I would need to double check, but this might be that windmill. Yeah. And the final cryptic weird headline on the front of that Midsummer magazine is Pony Club Camp, the real horrors revealed. (laughs) What the hell happened at Pony Club Camp? I don't know. They had fun with that. Do you think that's a reference? The only pony club I can think of is the um, uh, the episode uh, with the cookery teacher where the ladies are raised, are making money and uh, yeah. there's the one lady who does the writing lessons and also spanks people with yes. the whip. Yeah. But that's not pony club. That's not pony. <sighs> what is going on at the pony club camp? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Mark does kind of have to do yoga to get to read it. Uh, he also has a monitor that he can turn. <laughs> I think that helps. <laughs> yeah, there's horror stories. I'm. I hope that there's an episode because I want to know what the horror stories of the Pony Club I, camp are. I do too. <laughs> it's I just, my little Pony Club. <laughs> I just thought of something. We oh, have you're a- right, Beth. Cully did go to the Pony Club. Oh, remember that's right. she, she. There's did. a reference to her going so, to Pony Camp. That has to be another. It, that's a ding. That's a ding. There we go. One for you guys. Oh, man. We started at 27. We are up to 29. <laughs> and I'm about to add another one. Do you think Country the matters, white that's gloves right. that we see are a reference to the white gloves in the, the, the guy who has the burns all over his body has to wear? Uh, I don't know. Gloves are gloves. Yeah. I don't know. They're not They're not. Though those scenes gloves. with the white gloves and the butterflies are really reminiscent of the scenes with the frogs getting the poison from them. Yeah, that's true. Um, just after, Mags is the old car. Yes. So that's the next one. And what number is that? Um, that is number 16 on our list. Um, it's from Death in the Slow Lane. It's exactly the same yes. Bentley that's yeah, in the same, that episode. Same Bentley, same uh, license plate and everything. The first rule of Pony Club is don't talk about Pony Club. <laughs> <laughs> so that car is a clear one. And the car is a clear one because they like look at it and then they it goes away. Like... <laughs> They yeah. they stop the whole production, yeah, like, which is like mags, mags. Easter egg. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Stacy's comment. Could that that be the one with the aunt incestuously bonking her nephew who's engaged to her stepdaughter? Possibly. That's a midsummer, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Only in midsummer or in a soap opera could that be a potential plot. Okay. Grady figures out her 
who Bergie is, and he's so smug. Oh, he's so incredibly. When he gets killed, I'm like, <laughs> it, I'm so wrong, but ugh. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question I need people to weigh in on. Sarah Barnaby gets asked to come invigilate the exam and help yes. with the grading. So she's in Circulus, right? Otherwise, Grady would not have asked her. No. So she's can, part of this club. I can only think that she's part of the club. She would have to be. What do we think about that? <sighs> would she go in for that? I don't know. Education's on the downturn in Midsummer, as we'll learn from the headline <laughs> later on. So maybe she will, maybe she won't. I don't know. I, part of me says Sarah wouldn't want to become a member of a club like that, that had no good real purpose to it. Um, if it was just an ego thing, she wouldn't do that. But then I also know that, you know, she's an educator. She takes pride in being an intellectual and an historian. And, and maybe, I don't know, maybe she joined before they met. Maybe. Who knows? And to see what the, see what the chat thinks about whether Sarah is a member, member of Circulus and what you think about that. Along with this, we see a couple of uh, Easter egg references here, which are to music. Oh, Stacia points out that maybe it's because she's an administrator at the school, but that's not her school. That's not her school. So, so there's a couple of times where this uh, Midsummer Classic Radio is playing, and it yeah. plays three songs supposedly. Yeah, that are Easter eggs. One of them is Dollhouse Blues from X Men Cometh. And then there's the Ballad of Midsummer County. Which we fully accept as yep. Easter eggs. But the other one, the newspaper I read, article I read, was, said it was the ninth, sim, the Tenth Symphony. The Curse of the Ninth. From the Curse yeah. of the Ninth. Yeah. Which, I don't know if they played that enough. I'd have to listen to them side by side, and I did not get a chance to do that. But that's another clear moment where they're like, she's like, I'm doing the music for the party. Click. Yeah. <laughs> So obviously this is important or I wouldn't be commenting on it. So let's talk about Grady's death and his method of <laughs> dying. <laughs> like the 15 minutes we started at the beginning of the show, we now have to talk about what I would say is the most elaborate planned death in Midsummer history. Mm. I don't know. It's the guy who was drowned in the TV. Pretty good one. But oh no. But no, no, this no, is no, almost no. a the, reference to that. Yeah, it is almost a reference to that. But I think the um the trebuchet and the wine bottles is the most elaborate. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. But this But is, this one's good. Leo had to build custom electronics for this baby. That yes. thing on Grady's head yeah. is kind of so awesome. So he built custom electronics. He also programmed and built the the receiver and the sender for the clues and the 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 question. Yeah, it's like a little kid's toy remote. It's but funny. Like he must have brought a computer. Did he bring like a Raspberry Pi that had this on it? <laughs> in addition, like it's complicated. This, this is unbelievably complicated. But it's awesome. There is there is one quick Easter egg. Before he gets killed, though, do you so he comes in and figures out they're snooping. How does he figure out that they're snooping? 
He looks on his computer. By the way, he is the most boring desktop in the entire, like, now. But he does have half a million pounds in his bank account. He has half a million pounds in his bank account. Did you happen to see where that bank account was? A bank. That bank account was at Shires Bank, PLC. Oh. And that is the bank that is referenced in three other episodes. So is that an Easter egg or is that just a local bank? I'm calling it an Easter egg. Okay. It's mentioned in Painted in Blood, The Sword of Glame, and Hidden Depths. Like this is a known entity in town. And they're outside of it at one point. I think the the episode where, um, uh, I think that's the episode where they're, the piece of furniture with all the money in it is Mm -hmm. i think that episode because remember i found where that building was because of the yeah when when tom barnaby's in the basement yeah yeah i think that might be shire's bank oh okay so definitely a midsummer only thing there's no actual shire's bank if you didn't know who the killer was yet at this point in the episode, as soon as you see the questions that are put to Grady, you have to know that Leo is the killer. Yeah. Because he mentions Arctic monkeys. Yes. <laughs> and no one else in this episode knows anything about the Arctic monkeys. Anything about except current for Leo. music. Maybe, maybe Penny maybe might Penny. know some current music. Maybe. Yeah, so he gets... He gets the thing around his head that just reminded me of the colander that Rick Moranis wears in the Ghostbusters movie (laughs) that Egon puts on his head. But then he also has this thing that has like two like balls on the end of it, like almost like calipers, but with balls that go on his neck. Yeah. And then he's tied down, duct taped and can only reach the four buttons on the little remote. Yes. To choose his answer. And Barnaby is on the case because of the Unabomber. So if you've if you watched anything or learned anything about how the Unabomber case was uh, was solved, is exactly what happens here. Linguistic analysis. So Winter does yeah. a linguistic analysis on it, and says the editorials and the obituaries have too much language in common. Yeah. So it must be Grady who wrote the obituary. Yes. So and if you wrote the obituary, you know too much about the murder, yep. Mahesh's murder, so you have to be the killer. Yes. It just... Uh, that position signal simulator. Mm-hmm. By the way, that I looked up that, what it is. <laughs> it's a piece of electronics and what it does. And, just, oh, Rachel's right. The the hat kind of looks like what Doc Brown wears in Back to the Future. Yeah, too. it's kind of <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, it has kind of a, a Doc Brown. So now we're at the scene of the crime, and immediately Fleur knows everything about this. Well, do you know the answers to the questions that we see? No, nah, I know it's not Arctic Monkeys. So the first one is, in street speak, who or what is a roadman? First of all, you also know it's Leo because Leo doesn't do commas. Yes. There's a lot of commas missing in yes. everything that he writes. <laughs> a waste collector, a homeless person, a weed-smoking layabout, or a rock band assistant. Bin man. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Grady says rock band assistant because he's thinking roadie. Yeah. No. But it's not. 
So what is it? I think it's the trash man. A waste collector? Yeah. Uh, that's what I would have guessed too. I looked it up. I saw Roadman being a reference to waste collectors, but of course there's a ton of other things. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody disagrees with that answer. We'll have to see. And then the other one is which contemporary band had a hit with Chuck, the 1975 Arctic Monkeys, Breaking Benjamin, or Little Big Town? Brady yeah. answers Arctic Monkey. And they're all actual bands. Yeah, and current bands too. Yeah. Um, I like that Leo basically kills Grady with a lack of current knowledge. Yes. Like no, you are so out of touch. I think Barnaby figures it out. I don't and, have to kill you yeah. directly. Yeah. Your lack of common knowledge will kill you. And when Candace finds out that he's dead, she's so happy. <laughs> she is genuinely happy. I wish the camera didn't cut away before she jumped in the pool. Cause I'd yeah. love to see her go. Yeah. Yes! And jump into the pool. I, I'm like, Winters is in the background going, I guess I'll pour the champagne. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were going to have a party for the people who passed the exam. That's still a crazy house, man. That's, that house is incredible. <laughs> I would gladly have that pool. Well, yeah. Who wouldn't? So they go back to the courier because they're going to uh, talk to Anika about the headline mm -hmm. and she throws something up for us that is full of Easter egg. Right. So this is, first of all, there's another mag scene where the guy comes in and drops the paper. Did you see what was on the paper? I don't know if you even noticed. This. No. Yeah. So this is one that I think I am. I'm the only one who ever got this. Oh, this uh, it's on the screen now. Uh, this reference is Straw Festival banned after spontaneous combustion. That's the headline. <laughs> on, which is clearly Straw Woman, right? And it, it says at the top, Pagan Festival banned in memory of murder victims. And I love that Grady owns this paper and yet puts in a story, meet Grady, our puzzle maker. <laughs> like, and here's a story about me, and it's about me and my paper, and it's written by me about me. <laughs> Way to go, Grady. Like, wow, that, like, that's clearly Straw Woman, and I went back and checked that picture's from the episode. <laughs> so that, I don't think anyone, I, I found no reference to that. Yeah. I, you, we may be the first human beings to collectively to pick see that, that one out. Yeah. Rachel so, asked if we noticed the mezuzah on the door to Grady's house. I no, did not notice that. No. I don't doubt What's that, that a it's reference there. To? Um, a mezuzah is um, uh, it's a, a thing that you put on the, the door frame. Um, it's a, a Jewish, like, good luck, safe oh, passage man. kind of thing. Um, I didn't notice that no. one. Meet Grady, our puzzle maker. Oh, God. So then at the Courier, we're, we're faced with this, which is Midsummer Blue wins cheese. Yeah, because Anika, Anika shows us the cover that yeah. Grady was going to run, yeah. outing Penny, right? Yeah, and this is full of Easter eggs. It's, there's the Midsummer Blue cheese. There's the comic book convention. Which is the next episode. They do Easter eggs on the next episode. And then... Filming in Midsummer. Yes, which the text for that is 
interesting. It's all gobbledygook text. Yeah. yeah. So what I referenced earlier is Midsummer's education system in hot water. Yeah. Just because one teacher and another teacher, uh, one teacher, like, okay, let's, the sin that Penny is being accused of is befriending a man whose wife died and falling into a relationship with him. And being kind to his son. Who was going through a lot of stress. That is the thing that she's being accused Shame. of. And he's a student. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think that that's probably okay. <laughs> ben Man and Grady's death test. That's, that might, it should be Ben Man. I wish yeah. it was Ben Man. If, if it was Ben Man, I would just be so happy. Ben Man! Hey, Ben Man! <laughs> <laughs> Troy. Oh, Samantha says the pick in the lower right corner of the paper is a reference to when Sarah had Betty. We'll have to check that one out. Yeah, we'll have to. Um, yeah. There's so many. Is that this paper? Uh, the oh. the newspaper. Oh, this one. Yeah. Oh, the- it could be. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice catch. Go Maniacs. Nice catch, Maniacs. (laughs) Somebody involved in writing this episode is going to write us and go, okay, you guys paid more attention than we did and we wrote it. (laughs) You're broken. Something wrong with you. I hope. This is my hope. Other than all the people who already listen to us, which are fantastic. We love you guys. But I hope the people who work on the production of this show listen to especially this episode and say, oh, they got, they got all. Somebody appreciated all the hard work we did. All the, all the stuff they made for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciated it. Absolutely. Fantastic. And like I said, like just for the two killings alone, this episode is bonkers town. (laughs) So then, so then Jenny and Birgit talk and Jenny says, I'm one of the founding members. And Grady killed your dad's friend. Grady killed Anders. Before that, I have one little question. What? When Brigitte's at the at the police station by herself, uh-huh. I have a question. Uh-huh. Uh, who gave her IT privileges <laughs> to use the computers in the, like, does she have her own login now? He and said that, that they put the, the resources of, of the constabulary at her Disposal. I guess, I guess, and we missed an IT guy coming in and giving her access. They gave her a guest account. Okay, okay. I guess. <laughs> so the um, so Anders Nielsen, yes, who was Birgit's dad's friend, was killed by Grady. Yeah, you shoved him off a bridge. Yes. And And this is where we get the cookie tin, by the way. Yes. This death is totally like, oh, and then this happened. Yeah. Okay. You got to ring the bell for the cookie tin. Ding. Let me show. What number is the cookie tin? I think it's probably this one. No, no. Oh, it's number 27 in your list. Okay. 27. There's the tin right there. Sorry for all the, I can't believe the fact that we're streaming and recording and having a conversation with hundreds of people and 
<laughs> getting pictures on the screen is amazing. Okay. <laughs> the cookie tin is there. There, The cookie tin is now there. So, <laughs> yeah, and that cookie tin is from Amsterdam. Yeah, that's the death in Copenhagen reference. Which, so it's nice. It's a nice thing here. Yeah, the Calder's biscuit tin. Do you think, like, we talked about this with the, the death in Amsterdam episode, killings in Amsterdam episode. Copenhagen. Copenhagen. <laughs> um, you got there. <laughs> do you think they were trying to spawn off another... Uh, like a spinoff show? Yeah. In Copenhagen? <laughs> no, I don't think, think so. Think laterally says, password one, two, three, you're all set, ma'am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, it could be like Mahesh's, like, just use the number that's right on the wall there. That's a good password right there. Yes. So anyway, the, like, I think this Berkey is more. figured out Barnaby's password. <laughs> it's just Betty. <laughs> this might be a spot where they're trying to create a spinoff. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think so. Okay. Because if they had a spinoff, it would be. Floor and Sarah's road trip of awesomeness. Uh, Floor and Sarah's road trip. That's so bad. They go off in the motorcycle with the sidecar. That's so bad. So Winter falls for this fake text from Penny. Yes. I don't think he would fall for that. I think he's smarter than that. We didn't even mention that Penny kissed him. (sighs) Yeah. Anyhow. He falls for this text, and I just think it looks like a big trap. It's just trap, 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 whoop, whoop, whoop. But he, yeah, she's pretty. Yeah, um, I, I just think he's smarter than that. Um, but so he heads off to the woods, and of course, Leo snares him in a rope snare. Okay, okay. There is not nearly enough counterweight on that weight to pull. Winters into the air. That big log? It's not enough? Uh, I think there needs to be more. It's a, to pretty make, big, it's a pretty big log. To make it work for sure. It's not as dubious as his whoa, ninja swing okay. arrow catch. Whoa, whoa. We'll, That's more unbelievable. I have a whole rant on that. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. So then he asked them this angel and devil riddle. So yes. This is where it mixes up IQ tests, math, lateral thinking, and riddles. It's all mixed up when it's not any of those things. No. Like, if I was a Mensa member and I was um, full of myself, oh, sorry. If I was a Mensa member, and (laughs) because they're all full of themselves, I would be, like, screaming at the television because this makes them look like trivia experts. It's wrong. But, Mark. If the lions haven't eaten for two months, they're dead. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. These are riddles that grade school kids tell each other. I like this riddle, though. It reminds me of Labyrinth. Yes. With the two doors in the Labyrinth where one of us always tells the truth and one of us always lies. Yes. (laughs) Because Labyrinth is just absolutely great. And then... Yeah, they okay. And he's got a crossbow yeah. with a timer and a remote control. He is the he is by far the smartest killer that we've ever seen he, in terms of gadgets. He's the the handiest. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> so then there is the cavalcade of 
butterfly metaphors. In an effort to stuff as many butterfly metaphors in one conversation as possible. Talk about butterfly effect. No. 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 What happens to a caterpillar who can't be reborn? It eats itself and dies. Like, what? (laughs) It's like, okay, we need X number of butterfly references. We're running out. Yeah. So jam them in there while we're running to catch Leo, who is probably killing winter. Okay. And then comes the note in my notes, which is, this is by far the single greatest moment of marksmanship and dexterity in the history of the world. Folks are asking if you can go back to the feed. Have you already done that? Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's just so much. What's going on? Can't believe how much we prepped for this episode. Like, literally, when when this is done, I'm going to call my mom and go to sleep. (laughs) So, the lady with the vision impairment. Jenny. At the exact moment where the crossbow fires, Mm -hmm. shoots the rope, Mm -hmm. which lets Winters fall and switch the swing to from portrait mode to landscape from landscape mode to portrait mode. Okay, so Winter is already on the ground. Yes. Right? He's lowered him down, he's like on his knees, but he can't get away. Yeah. And when she shoots the rope, yeah. that lets him theoretically the drop sw- to the ground is what he should have done, but instead he grabbed the swing and on the thin edge yeah, of the, the thin edge, not the thick edge, the thin edge. Of stops the arrow, stops the arrow, which I think is just sheer luck. Because he looks at it like, like wow, that happened. That it's not, not like, humanly possible. Not like I meant to catch that. I'm impressed enough that she shoots the rope because that's a rifle, and I think it would have shot in it. I, I'm going to tell her. I'm going to tell you that the shot, and I looked at this frame by freaking frame, <laughs> shows her looking straight down the gun. <laughs> Oh, she's like this? Yes. Instead of like that? She should be like that. Yeah. Which would make her look like a really sharpshooter. Yeah. She could take that on the road. Like, not only is she a good shot, she didn't have to look. Yeah. She didn't have to tell anybody. She (laughs) She sees. It's not like her peripheral vision is supervision. It's It's just the only vision she has. It is the single greatest moment of marksmanship and dexterity. She's, uh, Ginny's played by Ellie Haddington and she's been in Midsummer before. She's a really good actress. I, her and, and Eddie both make this totally believable transition. Yes. Between being kind of characters you're like, I don't know, to being really, they're just good people. Like she is genuinely sorry about what happened to Anders. Yeah, I think so. genuinely cared about Brigitte's dad, which I thought was sweet because Brigitte gets to, you know, kind of close the loop on this mystery for her dad and solve it. And unfortunately, Grady's already dead, so she can't get justice for Anders. Yeah. But, you know, she can have a giggle about how he died. (laughs) Arctic monkeys, whatever. (laughs) So, Eddie goes off to jail, and then... No, no, Eddie does not. No, Leo so does. Leo goes off Eddie to jail. Eddie gets into Circulus. Eddie gets into Circulus. 
And you should come to Copenhagen soon. And then there's a weird shot with the butterflies and the dog. In an episode that is all about Easter eggs, should they not end on an Easter egg? Uh, I don't know. It's the dog and the butterfly. It's Patty with the butterfly. It's a nice shot. Guess so. He's not Olive, but he's pretty cute. He is pretty cute. Okay, maniacs. Hey, do you know what the world's largest butterfly is, by the way? What is the world's largest butterfly? We have like a whole bunch of stuff to sort of add. No, no, I'm, I just, this is just one weird fact yeah. I have for you. And it's weird because I just learned this fact before I rewatched the episode. Okay. Completely unrelated. The world's largest butterfly. It's the Queen Alexandra's bird wing okay, butterfly. Let me, let me guess. Let me guess here. Um, I think it's probably like, okay. First of all, can you guess where it is? Where it lives? Central America or South America. It's Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea. Okay. I'm going to go that the wingspan is two feet across. Two feet? <laughs> I guess that. It's half that. Okay. It's 12 inches. 12 inch wingspan. That's a big butterfly. That's a big butterfly. It's, it's bigger than your face. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily we can do visual jokes. <laughs> it's a 12 inch butterfly. It's big. They're beautiful. They're really, really beautiful. But of course, you know, they're going extinct because yes. of jerks. Uh, one last egg I want to mention is one of the eggs that I don't like, which is the bird. The bird, which is supposedly a bird of prey bird. You don't like it just because you're not convinced by it? I'm not convinced by it. You're not convinced that it's on purpose? Yeah. I, I have to say, I think it is on purpose because Ginny makes a point of looking up and it's the only thing in the sky. Uh, I guess it's like the green car then. So. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to find uh, my note here on exactly when it happens. But so, no one says bird. Oh, look, a bird of prey. So people know what we're talking like, about. I, oh, put the, I put it up on the screen. It's the, yeah, it's the red kite and, yeah. and Penny sees it. Yeah. Okay. So. We're done the episode part of the show, except for what we do at the end of the episode. So what I want to do now is we're going to do Best Corpse and talk about that. We're going to do After the Episode, mm -hmm. talk about that. While we're doing that, we want you to put up questions you have for us. If right? you have, little, yeah. If you want question and answer period. If you have any questions for us, mark them with at Midsummer Maniacs so that we see them. It's all one word, at Midsummer Maniac. <laughs> Kimberly just noticed the Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Somebody else may have noticed it, too. <laughs> Why, yes, the Marshmallow Man is here. And uh, so, uh, <laughs> Eddie can be an invigilator. Invigilator. Um, yeah, if you, ha if in you the have last, any questions. The last few times we've done this, people afterwards have said, oh, I asked a question and you guys didn't get to yeah, it. So post so, it. So, post so let's it do Best Corpse. Best Corpse, I, I have to think. You got to play the sound effect. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to do the sound effect for Best Corpse. Nice corpse. It's so nice to do them in line now. So you have to choose between Mahesh and Grady. Okay. I, 
it's tough because if Grady was in an, any other episode, he would win, except for, of course, um, Electric Vendetta. If he was, or, you know, maggots in his mouth. If he was in any other okay, episode except minute, for those two. Are you saying his method of death is awesome? No, no. Or he is a good corpse? Even as a good corpse. He is not a good corpse. He's not a good corpse? He breathes all over the place. Now, granted, he's. Yeah. It's tough. But you can see him. Yeah. No, it's Mahesh. It's Mahesh. He's hanging on a wall. Yeah. Mahesh is fantastic. He's got to wear those shorts. And those socks. (laughs) I'm giving it to Mahesh. Oh, yeah. It has to be. And the chat agrees. Yeah, it has to (laughs) absolutely be Mahesh. So after the credits, Celeste just parties all the time. I want to go to a Celeste house because yeah. she's she's going to party all the time. She's going to be having a good time. Um, will Luke and Anika stay together? I hope so. They seem to be really in love. And, you know, he it is. It depends a, who takes over the newspaper, I guess. I guess so. He is an international crime spirit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, who's going to take over Circulus? I guess. I don't know. Maybe Eddie. Eddie. Eddie can take if it. If Eddie over. takes over, it's going to be a different organization. I yeah, think. I, I think so. <laughs> so Brigitte goes back to Amsterdam, mm-hmm. uh, Copenhagen. Copenhagen. What is wrong with you, Eddie? I think he takes o- takes it over. Carlton is broken man. Mm. He He's has no need love. Some help. He has no wife. He has no son. He. Th- he is a broken man. Do you, so if uh, we think Leo is 18, do you think Leo's 18? Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be able to get a lighter treatment because he's underage. Yeah. But he might be able to plead insanity. Maybe he won't get a very long sentence. I don't know. Ra- Rachel's right that Celeste parties like the aunt. Yes. At <laughs> her dead nephew's house. That's exactly right. From, uh, She's like, look, I got my shoes the on in the house. episode, yeah. I got my shoes on. <laughs> yeah, I have to think Celeste is happy. Eddie's happy. I don't know. Eddie's got too many jobs to take over Circulus. Somebody else will step up, I'm maybe. sure. Maybe um, Luke will go back to it. Yeah, Because maybe. all the people he hates aren't there anymore. That's true. He is one of the founding members. Maybe. And isn't there, don't they mention that, that Grady had some kind of thingamabob in his will that said that, that the running of it went to the the fourth the the, the next yeah yeah and he's the, the only surviving one yeah. so I guess he does yeah maybe he gets that house and everything and the half bill half mill and uh, um Luke in Eddie's house yeah or no and Luke in Grady's house yeah with Celeste yeah they'd be having parties he yeah. would he would say Celeste you could still live here yeah yeah <laughs> they clearly get along and. So I don't think Winter sees Penny again. No, no. Plus and she asks him, do you like comic books? And he says, I love comic books. And she's like, goodbye. <laughs> um, and maybe Ginny um, secures her guns and stops pointing them at people. I, you know? I, I hope so. Yes, the actor really did have crazy eyes for Leo's last scene. <laughs> he was yes. crazy. So he's in, uh, what is he in? His name is uh, Chance Pertimo. 
He's been in lots of things since yeah. then. Yeah, he's kind of a rising star. Yeah, now. and he's, he did crazy really well. He's one of those people that in 10 years will look back and say, oh, he was on Midsummer." Yeah, like Definitely. Orlando Bloom. Yeah, like yeah. Orlando Bloom. So, All right. Do we see any questions that need to be answered questions before we wrap up? to answer. I just want to say once again that I I love this episode. I think it's a fantastic episode. I'm so glad they they knocked it out of the park with this one. Oh, yeah. They did a great job. Oh! What? How did we forget to mention it? What? The tweet. Sarah Barnaby's tweet. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. We forgot to mention it. Fiona Dolman tweeted uh, just a couple of days ago a picture of a read-through script for from season, season 23. Yep. So. so they're already rehearsing. So there's definitely going to be a season 23. Yeah. That was a big deal. <laughs> like, how, how did we forget because that? Because we have a million things to remember. Yes. And we just can't write all of them down. And, and I, I got it. Okay. So the next episode is Drawn to Murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll come out. So the audio version of this episode... We'll, we'll come, come out on Monday. We'll come out on Monday the 21st. Then the 28th, we'll have Drawn to Murder. Mm-hmm. And that's season 20, episode three. And then on the 4th of April, we'll have season 20, episode four, which is what? Do we know that off the top of Not my, off the top not, of my head. I don't know off the top of my head. But then we're going to take the, the 11th off. Yeah. Because I got to, in the weirdest I wish it was two weeks different because I have to go to a comic book convention. <laughs> yeah. It'd be timed right. right? Yeah. But next week, I, I got to apologize in advance about how much I'll talk about comic books next week. <laughs> Jessica asked if we had any bad movies. I didn't find any bad movies, but I already have two for the next one that I know of. So we're definitely going to have some bad movies oh. coming. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And we will answer any last questions that anybody yep. has. Or send them to us. Um, and we'll also post a list of all of the Easter eggs that we already had and the ones that you all discovered um, and, and brought into the chat today. So we'll have the definitive list. Um, and we'll make that list from the sun look stupid because they didn't find yeah. nearly all of them and some of them are wrong. I'll so. post with my clever pictures. Of, yeah. So you can go back and check them back please out. Please do even more reels on Instagram and more on Instagram from Sarah and Mark. You're lovely, but so is Sarah. Oh, it's just because he does all of our social media stuff, but I'm, I'm happy to, to do some too. Absolutely. I, I couldn't believe. <laughs> Mostly so, because this week I've been doped up on pain meds because I had a tooth pulled. <laughs> so that reel went nuts. So one of the two of the things that we're going to try to do is more reels, of course, with us. Yeah. And then we also we've done it once and we want to do it more where the characters talk on the telephone. We want to replace the other end of the where conversation. Where you don't hear the other person. The yeah. other end of the conversation. So we want to make that as a reel too, because people seem like that was I want really a fun funny bits on reels, right? Yes. I want to promote. And what I've been completely stunned by, this is total inside baseball, is like 8% of the people who watch that reel are subscribers to our channel. Mm-hmm. So we we hit all sorts of new people. Maybe some new folks, yeah. Yeah, and I think some of you probably are new here because of it. 
So thank you everybody for showing up. I hope if this was your first live show, we're going to do more for sure. Yeah. Certainly we will do at least two more live shows before the end of season 22. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was thinking we probably do uh, a live show to introduce the new format when we get there. Yeah. Which is like a million years away tomorrow. Like, <laughs> we're so busy. That's when the, this what week. he's talking about is when we're out of midsummer episodes. Yeah, like when we're out of midsummer so. episodes. So, yes. All yeah. right. Any last questions? Oh, uh, another Easter egg on the list of biology students. There's Jamie Carr listed. Huh. Oh, from the chess episode. We'll have to go we'll back and get to. a screenshot of that one. Nice. It really feels like everybody in the production crew was in on it. Yeah. Like they were all trying to plant them. And we've, we've sent a few messages out to folks who have been in on production crews of various episodes to see if they'll talk to us or just answer some email questions. Yeah, we don't, we don't get a lot of response from them. Cause I think a lot of them have moved on to other shows. Um, but if we get any, uh, any responses, we'll be happy to share them with you. The reels are on Instagram, yes. right? We, uh, I post the reel. I place the same video on Instagram and Twitter. So we're at Midsummer Maniacs on both of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're only allowed 15 seconds on uh, YouTube. So I post a smaller version of it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Uh, so that's two also hours. Also looking forward to shows in progress than when we switch to mysteries. Yeah, we uh, have to decide what our first one's going to be, but we yeah. keep pretending we've got lots and of time. And more live streams. Everybody likes the live streams. Thank you all dearly. Thank you so much. You guys raised a bunch of money for Meals on Wheels at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Remember that the merch for the next four months at least is going to go to UK. Yep. And um, just keep doing what you're doing you guys always surprise us and send us the most lovely messages we heard about a woman and her sister who kind of bonded over the the episodes and the podcast i think she might be on yeah i think today. she might be yeah. on today and it's it's just you know it is when i have bad days i think about this yep i absolutely do think about this community and that what, we found our peeps. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you guys have found each other. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just amazing what people have said and so much love. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Oh, I only have eight more things to do today, including a hockey game. Which so. is why we should wrap it up. Yes. After two hours, these people need to go eat dinner, go yes. to bed, whatever. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for joining you us. So much for joining it's us. It's always way more fun than I even imagine. And I always look forward to it knowing it's going to be fun anyway. Yes. So we have to say it. Yep. Bye, maniacs. Bye, maniacs. Bye, maniacs.